This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. So good to be back here with you, Jordana. It's amazing to be here with you. And I have to say, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I know it was just your birthday on the 21st because I know exactly when your birthday is. Well, you saw it on Instagram stories and, you know, you saw the sparklers that I got and me at Nobu with all my girls and all of us cackling. While not eating and everything. That's how I spend my birthday every year. How old are you? I am 35. The ripe wow. old age of 35. It feels weird to even say. Well, now you're 35. I'm 30. Yep. And um, I feel like we should be at the same maturity level. That's if right. Given the, you know, the... The male-female dynamic. Exactly. Um, what do you do on birthdays? Are you a big birthday person? Jared, you should know this because I still have your your taunting birthday message about being an unmarried 30-year-old woman <laughs> having a large birthday celebration. Um, I forgot about that. I yeah. tell a lot of people about that. I thought it was hysterical. Um, I, I did a big wine tour for my 30th. I remember yes. now. The larger the birthday, the more single the woman at 30. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. You know. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I'm not single, <laughs> but I I do agree. now. Now that you said it, it's in my head. Watching every 30th birthday around. What about the male um, unmarried the 35th male, birthday? The male unmarried 35th birthday is just me in a dark uh, shed and a little candle that's put into an RX bar. Oh, wow! And I blow it out and I say, "Another year around the sun," <sighs> and I blow it out. And then I go and cry on a cot. Wow. That sounds <laughs> like a fun, fun plan. No, I was in San Diego, uh, did shows. That's what I like doing. You know, uh, this Spending is. Spending it with those you love, the, with those, the audience. The, the audience. Yes. Um, you know, 35 is the age I think that you can legally run for president. So. And th- with that, I have an announcement. <laughs> 2020 <laughs> 2020 free 2020 i don't know i'm not a big birthday person they kind of make me look back it doesn't make me look forward it doesn't make me happier it doesn't make me f- i don't care about the getting older thing that's mm-hmm. not really on my list it's more a a like did i achieve like i look at the birthday of more your career achievements yeah like you know have i achieved the things i'm looking to do in the last year have i grown have i gotten better have things gotten better am i living a better life at 35 than i was at 34 and i i kind of like assess those things i've had years where i felt good about it and i've had Mm -hmm. years where i've been like ugh, we could have done better this year haven't we all haven't we all 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? 
Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What are we talking about today that a 35-year-old shouldn't be talking about? (laughs) Well, we get this question. I've gotten this question before, um, and I'm not really sure the answer, so I I wanted to to bring it up to see what your thought was. Okay. So the the general... I will read the email, but the general question is, why would a guy insist on using condoms if you're exclusive and the girl's on birth control? I'm going to read the email below, and you can let me know, because this missed... I don't really totally get it. There's a few answers off the top of my head, but okay. Hi, Jared and Jordana. Love the pod so much. I'm writing in with a question. I've been dating this guy for about four months now. We've had the exclusive talk a few weeks ago. I told him recently that I have an IUD. His response was, I'm neurotic and still want to use a condom. Yep. When I asked him why, he said that IUDs are only 99.9% effective, so if you have sex enough, there's still a risk. Condoms are way less effective than that. So I'm not sure why he was okay with the reality where we only use that form of protection. The whole thing confuses me. I've never been with a guy who preferred to use a condom and when given the choice and it makes me feel like he doesn't trust me or is hiding something. Am I reading too much into this? Is there a potential reason I'm not seeing? Thank you guys. Best condomed. I like that name. Condom. Yes. Um, Then it says, please don't use my name. Yeah, we're not going to use your name. Uh, okay, everyone who writes that in, just for the record, uh, we've never once said, and this is uh, <laughs> Becky from uh, Miami, like... 90210 yeah. Ridge, Ridgewood Lane. We don't want to say your name any more than you want us to yeah, say it, so... Haven't we built enough trust on this show? Seriously. Um, the reason is a lot of things mixed into one, starting with... Uh, male knowledge of the female body. I think that's like a big part of this that gets kind of brushed under the rug. They don't know how birth control works? I'm one of these guys. I'm one of these guys. I don't care how long we've been dating, like, you know, just like coming inside of you or, you know, not using a condom. I'm like, ah, I don't like, you know, you really have to be on the same page as the person. Like, and it's not like trusting as much as like lack of control. Okay. She says a condom is... uh, is less effective than the IUD. Okay, that might be the case, but the IUD with the condom together feels like you're, you know, feels like you're doing <laughs> well, better off. Why don't we wear three condoms? Yeah, well, this is kind of what I'm saying is like, this is a very much like control thing, knowing that you, you know, as far as like responsibility is concerned, it's not about like, I don't think it's about like, ugh, okay. With that wench, you know, I can't trust her. 18 years. Like, it's not about that. It's more about personal feeling like walking away from a sexual experience being like, okay, nothing is going to be, I did everything I could personally. I think, it, I think it's so funny because like some guys are like trying to never use a condom. I know. It, it, it's very confusing because it's some mm-hmm. guy, I can't, the guys that are like no condom dudes, the ones that are like, you know, like, oh, come on. Like, it's like you're you're a mom that took away their action figure. Right. Why? Come on. Just just this one time. Feel so much better without it. Come on. It's Saturday. <laughs> it feels so much better. I've never been that guy. Okay. I, I know he exists. Right. So I'm like, I'm not saying that I'm not like. Use a condom now with your girlfriend? No. Okay. Well, that, but that also took me time. It wasn't like I was like, it wasn't like. You know, it wasn't like Jess was like, no condoms. And I was like, woo, get in the pool. <laughs> like, I didn't get right in my suit and okay. start jump in. It For me, it was a mental hurdle. And it's like, well, she asks, is it about trusting you? It's not about trusting you. It's about trusting it okay. more than you. Um, it's also about, you know, having an out. 
Okay, so she, like, you can't be like, well, you had sex with me without a condom. Exactly. That's a, something so. that ties you in more. You're right. more serious now. So funny you didn't take me seriously as a girlfriend, but you <laughs> took me seriously enough to come inside me. Exactly. And it's like men, we've talked about this on past episodes. We love vague. Mm. We love knowing that there's a road out. There's a there's an okay. exit plan. And no condoms is closing up that exit plan. As sad as that is to hear, like, you so know, it's not even necessarily having to do with any of the repercussions of them. Oh, no, the repercussions. <laughs> well, you know, then there's the idea of like, be, have you been tested? Are you afraid mm-hmm. to get tested? Are you afraid to like, you know, go? Uh, have you said you were tested, but you, you know, not necessarily, you know, tested before the last sexual partner? You know, right. like all of this stuff that. As I think about it, it's less about like I I do think it's about trust, but it's like seven removed. Like it's not being thought in the way that you're thinking that maybe she's writing in. It's about. not that he doesn't trust you. It's that he doesn't trust anyone. Is that what anyone? You're it's an ego thing um, of like, oh, everyone wants to have my babies because my mom told me everyone did. Like, so what? Did, how did you? When did you feel comfortable not using condoms? Um, did you have to like see a test? It's or also, you, like, it's also, and I just said it wasn't personal, but it was about like <laughs> our, you know, like I was connected with her in a way where like these things have been talked about. Like I right. knew the, the, her thoughts on, you know, like abortion, I, uh, not abortion as much as like what type of, you know, what are you looking? You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's tough to say this, to talk about this without sounding so evil. I know this is why the podcast That's why exists. That's why we're here. We want, our, we want a resident evil man to tell <laughs> well, us what men are a resident evil? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's like you just... Our in-house evil man. You want to know that I'm on the same page as you when it comes to like lock, you know, locking that situation down. If you, so for you, like no condom is really like your, your, your sign of like commitment. I guess so. Like if I, more if I'm, so than any label. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To me, this is a guy that's like not really in. Okay. Like if the guy's like, yeah, we'll be exclusive. But he's like, I'm still kind of looking around to get out. Okay. You know, like, I mean, like. So it is a little personal. Well, remember, we had, we've had emails where people are like, well, he still has condoms. And it's like, the you know, like. Well, if you still have condoms after you're not using them with someone and you're in a relationship, that's like so. Someone bought me as a or Shelby, the producer of, of my podcast. He bought me uh, a gag gift, okay. like for the podcast. Like we put pictures of it of and it's uh, condoms with the J Train podcast okay. logo on the outside. And it was funny because he bought them, and then I just have them now. Right. Because they yeah. have J Train podcasts on the outside. So they're kind of fun and cool yeah. to me. And, you know, Jess saw them and was like, that's hilarious. That's awesome. And now they're just sitting there. Like, they don't get thrown away, but there's a number of them there. Like, there is a moment where you're like, she's like, okay, the 10 are still, you know, like, right. you know, it's not that she doesn't trust me, but there's a moment of like, you know, all this stuff, I think it's very connected to like, are you comfortable in the relationship? Are you there for the long term? No condom ties you in. Condom kind of keeps you, you know, there's, a, again, a, a metaphorical and a physical barrier. Right. Condom is the, is the it, it represents the barrier to intimacy. A yeah, little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I, I, I would agree with that. And okay. I, I mean, 
I went through life nervous about not using condoms, like, and whether mm. they worked and whether they didn't. You know what I mean? Like, and it also comes from lack of knowledge. Like, like now you hear people talk about getting pregnant, and they're like, "It's so hard, it's so hard." And I'm like, "Man, I never. I thought of it as in my mind, it was like a fucking dab of cum got you pregnant." Right, that's like, so that's funny. That's like my how... growing. That's my well, whole sexual yeah. life is just being stressed out up at night, thinking like I've been up at night thinking of the women that I had like um, open accounts with. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you know you're thinking of like all the open clients that you haven't closed yet. It's like who's been past a month that I haven't gotten a call from? Yeah, the weird thing about you is that you could you know it could you could it could happen and you wouldn't even know. That's the lack right. of control. This is right. what I'm talking about. So yeah, it's like for us, I guess we we know. Like, listen, women can do whatever they want with their bodies. Of course, right. That's my, you know, that you're saying. Be, and if it happened, you wouldn't be able. You wouldn't necessarily have the same say as if it were your uh, body. Not, okay. uh, definitely not. Yeah. Like, uh, what am I going to do? Waltz in there and be like, oh no, we got to take care right. of this one. You know, like. But it's funny what you said about the fertility thing too, because like there's a there's a Sex in the City episode where like. Charlotte's trying to have a baby and she can't have a baby. She's mm-hmm. like essentially like infertile. Um, and she's like, I, I spent my entire 20s just trying to not get pregnant. I could have just been like fucking everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. There's a piece of that. It's also just like the idea of like, you know, I think with a lot this, you know, not to bring the condom conversation towards like relationship stuff, but like the idea that like all these men that are looking at you going, I'm not ready to be in a relationship or I'm not um, or I want you know, I'm not looking for something right now. I want to be casual. And it's like this is the you're like playing with fire to end that, you know, with a lot of these guys that you're dating. If they're sitting there looking at you going, well, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It's like, yeah, they're not ready. That's why they're also not ready to take off the condom. That's also why you say, like, look at the actions more than even if they can't, if they can't, if they're not saying it with things they're saying, they're saying it by insisting on their action of insisting on using a condom. I mean, like, she says that they're exclusive. Like, how exclusive are you really? I think, yeah. Or if you're exclusive but not dating, maybe this is, you know, yeah, maybe this is their, yeah, keeps their foot out the door. Do you think it's also possible, and I thought about this, that he has some sort of um, venereal disease, sexual trans- transmitted infection, and this is his way of not having to tell you? Um, that could be the case. I mean, that doesn't speak to me. You know, right. my that doesn't speak to my experience of keeping condoms. Like, I've had women that are like, "No condoms. I'm on the pill. Like, what? What the fuck? Let's let's go go for it." And I'm mm-hmm. like, um, I don't feel comfortable with that. That's not where I am. And okay. I, and then I was like, you know, I've been put in positions where it's like, well, they take it so personally. And you're like, yeah, but it's not about you. It's about. Right. It's not about thinking that you have all these. It's where I am in life. Right. Too. It's like I'm in no place in life to be just firing off a loaded pistol. You know, like okay. create, you know, you know, Birth like, control when used correctly is pretty effective. But I there's a say. sentence that you just said when used correctly. And it's like. Not that we don't trust you, but like we know ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like men are disgusting animals. Right. We're putting things in there us is, terms. There is like a slight insulting thing about it, just to the extent of like have you being pregnant with I, I understand this is totally illogical, but it's like the thought of like me potentially by some small, minute, crazy, inexpe- unexpected, illogical chance 
um, is so appalling to you. Well, that um, yeah, <laughs> that you will do anything in your power to anything. make sure that doesn't happen. Well, I had one. Girl- I mean, it's not something we we usually. I mean, I'm speaking for myself and the vast majority of women that I know are not at all trying that we of would be course. equally panicked by the by the notion of that too of course but just the idea that like that's so abhorrent the idea of it to you is like <laughs> kind of insulting with you <laughs> oh I mean nothing you know like I I was once with a girl and we we're in bed and I mentioned not having condoms and she was like well I'm on the pill and I was like I'm gonna and she's like, well, what are you worried about? I was like, babies. And then she laughed at me. She's right. like, you she's think like, I want to have your baby? Well, yeah. That was like, and I was like, yeah, I, I go, that's a good point, but right. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. I remember we had the email on here from like the guy who was like taking the condoms with him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're being so protective, you like first year, 23 year old analyst that we want your sperm so badly <laughs> that we're going to like inseminate it's, ourselves with your life. That's an ego thing. <laughs> that's because our mom told us we were handsome and everyone wants to take advantage of right. us. And that's everyone the only wants way. Your, your genes. Your genes. It's not even genes, it's just you're you on the hook i don't know are you guys you what are you guys using are you i don't use i'm on birth control so how early did that happen for you guys how did that happen um i think it happened when we were exclusive which was when we we were exclusive and we were dating at the same we were like together at the same that conversation was the same thing was he ever a guy to push for without um was he uh, more towards me or towards no he was more towards you he was never really trying to I never got those not condoms guys. I've definitely seen the non condoms guys. They're out. I know. I mean, there's more than there's. Right. I, it's got to be 50 50. I think there's. It might be like 70 30. Well, they're louder about it. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're more whiny. Right. Well, yeah. Like I you mean, don't hear from the guy going, please, a condom. Like it, it, the, 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 the con- this conversation happens, but only after a while. It's not the first time. Right. Where the girl's going, why are you using a condom? And you're like, oh, please, <laughs> please give me the condom. Yeah. I just want to, oh, come I on. Like, I just want to put a balloon in my nuts. Yeah. I feel like the younger guys are also usually more of the. Yeah. I, it, the conversation, I hear that from women. I get a little uncomfortable when they're like, like you hear a lot of like women that are like, you know, and he tried again. Like some, yeah, that's some annoying. men are yeah. like insistent. And I'm like, I'm they sorry. Just really I really don't, don't like the way it feels, I and, guess. And I'm not here to be like, well, I can't. I'm not saying like, not all men. I'm not saying that at all. Right. Like, I know that that happens. I'm just like, I, it's such a different mindset than me. Yeah. I mean, it definitely feels better without a condom for both people, I think. Yeah. We figured that out here. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we were the first people to say that. First ever. Let's do some awkward all sex. Right. You ready? Yeah. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hi, J&J. I love the podcast. Recently went to your live show in Seattle. Can't wait until you guys come back. I wanted to share my awkward sexual encounter as it was recently brought up when being asked, what's the worst date you've ever been on? Apologies for the story being a little lengthy. You just made it longer, but I think you'll like the twists and turns even longer. This happened about three years ago. I met a guy through a friend. He was her coworker. So I felt like he was vetted, eliminating the chances of him being crazy. He was a gentleman, took me out to a nice dinner. Our mutual friend texted me after dinner to ask if we'd like to meet her and a couple friends for another drink. 
We both thought it sounded like fun, so we drove out to the bar where they were, about 10 miles outside of town. The shots were flowing. My date proceeded to go shot for shot with one of my guy friends, most likely trying to make a good first impression. We decided it was a little late, so we wanted to call it a night. Both of us were intoxicated, so we called an Uber to share back to town. It was pouring down rain, so we sat in my back seat while we waited for the Uber. Okay. Okay. Things started to heat up. We were mid-makeout, him kissing down my neck to my breasts when I heard him sniffling. It took me a moment to realize he was starting to quietly sob. I stopped him and asked what was wrong. He then proceeded to loudly sob and cry. This was an ugly cry, snot dripping out of his nose and audible sobbing. He then goes, I'm a piece of shit. And I go, what? And he goes, I'm a piece of shit. I don't deserve to be with you. I was extremely confused, but just then the Uber got there. I corralled him into the Uber as he continued to sob on my shoulder and get snot all over me. I managed to get the Uber to take him home and then take me home after. I had hoped to never have to talk to him again, but then I got a Facebook message from him the next morning. It was him letting me know that he'd left his phone in my car. I I ended up dropping his phone off later that day as he apologized. Apparently had no recollection of crying all night or what it was about. Needless to say, I never went out with him again and occasionally ran into him in our hometown where he once drunkenly muttered the phrase, you made me feel alive. (laughs) I feel for the guy. What would you guys call this? It's not you, it's me. This is, I, this one hurts my, hurt. It, it like hurts a little bit because I do feel like a world in where men in which men can like be emotional and be vulnerable and like kind of show that sign without be, like the way that she reacted to this is probably like the reason that men are Bottle so things are up. so afraid to share any sort of like weakness or emotion or vulnerability and ever and that like obviously this is like extreme case and it is i would be probably be turned off too but the fact that she's like needless to say i never spoke (laughs) to this person who was having like some very intense moment but of course (laughs) i ignored the cry baby adult right like this guy obviously like has going through through some something and like there's no sense of like like pity or like feeling for like what is this guy going through it's more of a like ugh, this this like so he was so emotional it was disgusting yeah it's all, um, it, it which all, makes which i think that is i don't think it's fair for women to 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 immediately i don't i don't think that i don't i don't like normalizing that by agreeing with her that she's like needless to say i never spoke to him again i'm with you and it also doesn't help like what people sexualize like she's like of course i didn't fuck the loser crying like, right, like that's why there's all this like toxic masculinity is yeah. because like i mean not just because of us i'm not blaming no, it, women for that but i do think that part of it is a societal thing where it's like a guy who like gets really emotional is like this huge loser. Yeah, and he's told to shut the fuck up. So instead, he goes the other way, and he right. goes harder the other way. You know, right. he ends up being like, "Well, I have to show that I'm a manly man, and I have no emotion." Yeah. So I'm going to be this beast of an asshole. I mean, if you watch the Aaron Hernandez documentary, it's like essentially what that's what they're saying. That there. is one of their hypotheses <laughs> yeah. of many that they make on that documentary. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I I'm not with. The fact that we get no answer as to what it was. Right. I've, there was no sense of like when he messaged her the next day or when he apologized when she dropped off the phone. She was not like, 
I hope you're like okay. Yeah, that that should have been <laughs> right. The answer should have been like, uh, you know, hey, you know, you said some things. If you need any help, I'm here for you. Right. That doesn't mean you have to fuck them. Right. Like I would <laughs> imagine if this were the opposite, like no guy would write this in about a girl because it would just be like really sad. I, like if, yeah, if, if the, a guy if you were hooking up with a girl and then she started hysterically crying, you wouldn't be like <laughs> and then, <laughs> that fucking bitch. And then she started crying. I'm not gonna <laughs> fuck that emotional wreck. Right. You know, like I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, like yeah. if you saw her again, maybe you also like it'd be totally fine to not want to like to be kind of like turned off by that, especially that early. It doesn't mean you but, desert them, right? Yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> um, we I have any know. names for this? I mean, I I love the line, the town crier, the town crier. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I just like the thought that she sees him and he's like, "You made me feel alive." <laughs> I guess so. That was the one night I had it. TJI Fridays. <laughs> uh, Johnny Drama. Oh, I like that. That's I got funny. Johnny Drama. I like that. Uh, the Ice Queen. Yeah. To put it on her a little bit. Baby on board. Because they're on yeah. in the car. Have you ever like had an emotional hookup? I'm or, like, sh- yeah. Or I've been with someone who was like a little emotional. Have you? I I personally I was go I remember I was going through a breakup and I was like with this and I, I was trying to get over it by like hooking up with a different guy and I was like crying he didn't notice or mm-hmm. like no but I was like crying during it because I was like this isn't making me feel better at all. That's hilarious. Um and it wasn't because of him. I mean, it was obviously like it was this it was me trying to distract myself and it wasn't like working mm-hmm. and um I don't think it wasn't like a loud snob, like snot driven sure. one, but I, I definitely like enough. I've definitely hooked up with people like not ready to hook up with people because I thought it would make me feel better and it didn't. Yeah. I don't think I've been in that situation where like anyone was really that, that you know of that I know of. <laughs> yeah. They were in the bathroom doing right. it. Um, I've done it where I've created an, like, like that's why I like when a lot of these guys like create these, like, like these, like, like sometimes you can like see through the email that they're like, and I don't know what I'm doing. And it's mm-hmm. just like them create manifesting craziness right. to like make a woman understand that they don't want to be there right now. Mm-hmm. I've definitely done that. Like you've there's d- no you've question. You've done like a fake a emotional fake, yeah, like, breakdown where I'm like, really? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I am. I think I'm funny, but I'm trying to make these jokes and I'm just a clown. And it's like, <laughs> just let me get out of this relationship so I don't have to go on dates with you anymore. And it's like, all right, all right let me get the fuck out of here. Like by the end of it, they're like, this guy is a fucking mess. So you're like contributing to this, you know, yeah, I'm desexualization not. of male emotions. I'm part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. 
Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah. UUP at Betches.com. You ready? I'm ready. Go for it. J&J, love the podcast, and I recommend it to all my friends. I came to one of your live shows. My question I submitted was right on stage. Wow. Um, I started a new job in November, um, and I asked about getting in a relationship with a coworker. You both strongly advised against it. Fast forward to our holiday party the next week. We had an open bar, and it was Friday the 13th and a full moon, so how can it be my fault, right? Long story short. And Mercury's in retrograde. Uh, no, nothing is me. Everything is a, you know, just like this vague, exactly. new invented fucking. It's a full moon. The, yeah, and a gust of wind hit my vagina, and so I, I have on, to fuck. I was on my period. Um, long story short, I went over to his place and we got it on. In hindsight, I should have taken your. I should have taken your advice as our whole office found out, and it was quite the drama for a while. Fast forward to today, and we haven't done anything else, but have been heavily flirting when I see him around the office. How do I get him to ask me on a date? Should I even want to go out with him, given the fact you already advised against it? Please help. I swear I'll actually listen to you guys this time. Sincerely, the office. Oh. Well, she's not going to listen. <gasps> Well, she didn't listen the first yeah, time. Yeah, the next, the next full half moon, she's gonna go. It was a right. waning moon. I gotta go. I gotta get fucked. Like what? what? Well, she doesn't. Doesn't sound like she really wants to. But not. there were nimbus clouds in the sky. How could I say no? You have to understand. Um, so let's say you do hook up with someone in the office. Right. I understand it's advised against. Okay, so I go what to the you, office. I hook up. Right. Okay. What do you think is the like? What is the next move after that? The next move is not expecting much. Okay. Lower your expectations. The job is always going... Everyone has to work until they're 65. Like... Right, at least. You need... At least. Yeah. So, like, everyone needs a job. Everyone doesn't need you. So, you have to come to the realization that you are not as important as a career. And I know that's hard. No, love wins and everybody, but I'm going to be in a, yeah, whoever you're married to is going to put you above their career. Okay. But so, it's going to get to that point and it starts at, if you, if the career's not right, then the person's not right. It's like, 
Every time I see self-checkout, I just see that as another person who's addicted to opiates. Like, I, and I know that's a hard way to look at life, but like, <laughs> like I believe in busy hands make better people. So I believe in. You uh, know, there's that saying. I think it's an old Christian saying. It's like idle hands are the devil's work. The or devil's, make the devil's playground. The playground. Yeah. yeah. So I believe in that fully. Anytime I travel this whole country, you're really a puritan at heart. I really am. I any, I I think these like I see like. There used to be a toll booth worker. That toll booth worker like had a mortgage and paid for things and did and had a job. Where's that person now? I don't. You know what's the next job they moved to? Like like all this automation shit scares it. This is where look, I, what look. if I was like, and the government's taking over and they're gonna put a chip in our head? No, I, I'm not trying to sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist. Okay, but the more. I think people, when they work, they feel better about themselves. I agree. When someone, like, us having this podcast, coming in, when I come here at 10 in the morning, and, like, I, you know, just when someone, I get up at the I crack I, of nine. I, 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 as ridiculous as that sounds, I feel better about myself. Right. I have had a hard day's work. Yeah, I agree. We leave here after our, we spew. We're talking for hours and yeah. hours, yeah. And then by the time we're done... It's like three o'clock and I'll have shows at night and I'll be like, wow, I got a full day. And I'll be like, good. I didn't, I ate healthier. I acted healthier. I didn't drink the night before because I knew I had the big day the next day. Yeah. So like. You're fulfilled. Fulfilled. Right. Fulfillment. And people are going to put people, the, the job and whatever work you're at. And I've talked, we've talked about this before about, I think it's men or I, I've said this a lot about men because men have their personal value based in what they do for a living. So if you want to make it a male thing, but I think this is anybody. I think right. this is gender specific. Everyone has to work. Everyone wants to work. Everyone wants to feel valued at their job. So the that's the reason that when these workplace hookups happen, they're not just walking in the next day being like, so everybody, I'm sure you heard about me and Lisa. Uh, <laughs> we had quite the night. And I just want you all to know that we don't know what's going to happen, but we would respect our privacy during this time because we have touched each other's genitals. Like that's not how someone walks in. Right. They're going to protect the job first. Worry about you second. And that also means worrying about you not freaking the fuck out at the office. So they're going to like be do very some, kid some, gloves with you. Do some flirtiness. You're so they'll that. be flirty enough, right. but not too much okay. to out themselves at the that office. That being said, though, a lot of people do meet people at the office. Yes, because you're around up, them. Right, they and wind up marrying those people. It happens. Right. But that happens when two people are rational about the outcome. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So I think like we can all agree it's probably it's not the best idea. But let's say all I'm saying is say the robots are taking over. <laughs> <laughs> let's say let's say they're 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 doing it right. Or like uh, she wants she wants to she understanding that this guy might not want to for a personal reason. Should she just like let it be in his boat? Like what's her next move? So her next move is it's got to be casual before it can be serious. And she has to, this goes back to like kind of the other stuff that we always talk about with like your standard and all that. Mm -hmm. So like you can be realistic while also having a standard. It doesn't have to be black or white. You can't just be the office hoe as you wrote it. <laughs> you know, like now that she's, her words, not, her yours. Words, yeah. not mine. Okay. Like, like you calling yourself the office hoe. I know she's joking, right. but that puts you in a position. You could be the office girl who fucked and might want a relationship later. Like, why can't That's you be that? Likely. That's more likely. Right. So, or more apropos. 
Right. I don't know about likely. I don't know. Like, I think it's unlikely they end up together. But I'm saying, if I'm her, you have his number. Be fucking cool at the office. Go say hi. You know, acknowledge acknowledge it? acknowledge each other. I don't think you have to be like <laughs> point at your crotch while you're right. fucking. I think by. she's kind of like, all right, now I'm in this situation where I'm like, this is like an everyday thing. I'm going to see him every day, and I kind of like need to know like where to place this because it's in my face every day. So I would right? say say to her, I'd be like, if if I'm her, she needs to be out there with. Uh, th- be a little bit vulnerable right what i I'm, so that's why i'm thinking like what i would do if i were her is i would like text him yeah and be like hey like i had fun the other night i know it's kind of like weird because we work together every Absolutely. day um and then i guess if she wants to go on a date with him i don't think she can like i think she can like ask that and yeah, understand yeah. Oh. that if he says no it might be because they work together absolutely but that doesn't that doesn't mean when you hook up again going well, now I guess he might want to date again. Like, you can't do Groundhog's Day. Well, he's not. He didn't say he didn't want to date. I. He didn't say he didn't want to date. He didn't say he didn't want to hook up again. He didn't say anything yet. Nothing yet. So all she. I think your text is great. I right. think it's like, hey, uh, that was fun. I know it's going to be weird at the office, but I'm totally cool with it. Like, I would also right. you have to like let the guy know that like. I think a lot of men, and this is not fair to women, mm-hmm. but we think that you're going to walk in and be this emotional basket case. And mm-hmm. blow up at work. So, like, because we hooked up, you're going to walk in and be like, and this guy didn't text me. me and won't text me. And then you just see the, like, the Elaine in accounting, like, oh my. Like, every right. guy has that fear in them that, like, the office hookup will turn into this blown up dramatic thing. Yeah, I get that. So, well, that's why I think understand you could be cool. Yeah. I think you could be cool, but also like if you want to try to move it forward, I think you can do that with the full understanding that like he might not be willing to risk that. And if you are, I think that's I think it's fine to risk that if the other person is with the, with you both going into it being like, hey, like maybe we could try this, try going out like another time. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, like I know we're both professionals and we can like. I and I think also okay. like it's okay when if you do go out again, it's okay to be like. And let's just like discuss how the work thing's going to work out. Yeah. And, and that's either not either way. I think you can way. discuss like either way. And it's more obviously like in a normal relationship, you wouldn't have to do that. But that's this is like the kind of thing where you'd really have to discuss it before you even like do anything else. But you're that's exactly what we started this conversation with. Admit to the reality of the situation. Right. Don't sit here and be like, well, I just don't want to be too much. No, you have a job. There's something else in the way. I don't want to be, I don't want to like push him. No, no, no. There's a job. There's right. there's a workplace. There's a whole other dynamic. Your situation is not the situation of your friends. It's not the situation of the girl that got married and has the Instagram post with the ring. It's not. Right. And if he's realistic and mature, I think what he'll say to you is probably, hey, like I had, did have a really good time. I'm a little anxious about like dating someone at work. I'm a little worried about what would happen if it didn't work out. I, mm-hmm. I think it might be really weird to see each other every every day if it didn't work out. And I like I don't know that I want to put myself in that position. Yeah, and I would say if we told you the live show to not do this, and then you did it, just because you fucked doesn't mean that you know the advice changes. I'm sure we heard other information that made us tell you not to fuck this guy. Right, which is that it. The only good way this ends is you get married. <laughs> that's yeah. Exactly. It's like there's no. That's the fucked up part. That's well. That's what I'm saying. It's like either like you have to see the person that you you broke up with every single day. Yeah. That's like that's the prop. That's the likely outcome is that it didn't work out with someone that you now have to see every day, 
And if or you're someone, someone leaves, if you're lucky. Also, if you're lucky. And if you're someone that you know you can't handle that, maybe it's time to stop in your tracks and not go forward. Like, also right. understand yourself. Like, if you're like, man, I sit here and harp about guys I'm dating and I look at every text and I question everything. The guy at work might not be your best solution. Right. <laughs> you know? like, in fact, the opposite. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Let's do some more emails. You ready? Yeah. UUP at Betches.com. So, I matched with a guy and he looked cute in his dating profile. When he showed up to the date, he wore a hat and he had tennis rackets because he just came from playing tennis. Somebody's got some money. (laughs) (laughs) Also like... Roger Federer. (laughs) I didn't think too much of it and I had a good convo with him and then he made plans and then made plans for potentially seeing each other again. I went home and did some stalking. Uh Uh-oh. 
and found that he's severely balding. <laughs> so sweet. Severely balding. For the listeners at home, Jordana just looked at my head to make sure so I wasn't balding. I just <laughs> watched her. I need you to know how what just happened. I know you're not. But I know. You I know, but you just checked in my. Well, this is how uncomfortable the balding situation is. You had to make sure that I could be talked to about this in but an in, honest in a way. Normal way, yeah, maybe. I saw your eyes. You go. Men are very. Ah. Men seem to be very into their hair. Absolutely. So well, look at this email. Well, I guess this makes sense. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay. Listen, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. Yes. I understand. And, and very I, nice set of hair. But I say that. And it's still the same color that it was for 35. Not graying. Yeah. I have one gray hair, and it's in the middle of my eyebrow. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It just, you can't, I mean, I pluck I it. I don't even see it. Okay. Yeah. I, supposedly, they grow back. They're more grow back if you pluck them. Yeah, I have to pluck my eyebrows or I'd have like a whole face full of hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I, okay. I, you think this just happens? <laughs> just wake up like this? You think I just wake up looking like the movie star that I am? You know, I, uh, no, but I, it, the male balding thing, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of guys, when, I mean, once they get to a certain age, that's just like a very common thing. Hold on. This is a bigger conversation than we're giving it credit for. Okay. And women are like boo. I mean, I don't, like, think, I, understand. I don't. I personally don't think about it that much. Like, but I mean, I might if I encountered. You more think of about it, it enough mm-hmm. to have just made contact, eye contact with my hair to make sure that this conversation. But I understand that, right? It's because it's uncomfortable. You don't want to offend anybody. We don't know how men like. You know, listen. The ego of a man is not easy to deal with, and then. The way we lash out is in like the Incredible Hulk sometimes. So it's like, hey man, are you losing some hair? Ah! Hulk smash! Bald man smash! Do, Do you have any friends that deal with baldness? So I have a few friends that like... I have one friend that told me... First of all... Is this like a fixable thing? Like if you were, if you so, were a balding guy, is there are there ways to I don't know about that. So I think like that's been like... It's like if there's a pill for not gaining weight and baldness, I think they would have found it already. Okay. Um, I do know that Rogaine stops it. Okay. So when you start losing hair, people start taking Rogaine or like products, and it really fucks with your sex drive. Interesting. So it's funny. I There was a guy that used to do stand-up, and he had this fucking awesome joke. I'll never forget it because, you know, the best, some of the best jokes are personal and they're a story that you never forget. But then there's some jokes that like teach you shit. Okay. So I never knew that what the effects of Rogaine were. But then he's, he told this whole joke about you need the Rogaine to be able to fuck, but then you when you have the Rogaine, to. you can't fuck. Right. It's kind of like Spanx for women. It's a- <laughs> that's your Rogaine. You need, right. You need it to get, to get to that place. To get the guy. Right. And then you don't like... It's kind of like once he gets down there, you don't want him to see that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, so I, I, it's very touchy for some men. Some, you know, that's why a lot of men, when they're balding, they like, they're combing it a certain way to try and keep it. Right. I had a friend, he was like, I wish I had started Rogaine at like 15. Like there's <laughs> people like, <laughs> because they're like, it would have stopped it from falling out. I had a huge head of hair. Okay. And then it's gone. And some people lose it early. Some people you lose it, it for the late. rest of your life. 
uh, apparently, or just, and then you don't get boners the rest of your life. Like, yeah. that stinks. And I know women are listening to this going, you don't know, we have the fucking, and I know life is hard for you. I get it. But okay. we're talking about balding. So she you finds know. out this guy is severely balding. Which is not shown in any of his dating profile pics. Of course not. And I didn't know because he wore a hat the whole time on our date. Of course he did. Do you remember? Well, do you remember? I'll tell a quick story. I felt immediately turned off, but would feel bad about canceling the next date. I don't know if I dislike the fact that he actively disguised it or that he is bald, but either way, wanted your thoughts on this. One, On one hand, I understand that it's totally okay to disguise your weakness, like girls wearing push-up bras or even wearing makeup, but I just couldn't get past it. Thoughts? I, I like what she said, because that is a very important thing, is him being self-conscious made him right. uglier. Yeah. Maybe. Does that make it worse? Perhaps. Like, is it better to own your your flaws, physical flaws, or try to conceal them? I think it's better to own them. I mean, like, I mean, I've I've masked my weight issues with humor my whole life. Right. So, like, I understand. I mean, for, for, for weight, that's not something you can really try to. I guess you can hide in pictures. You can hide in yeah. pictures, but you can also, like, make fun of it. And at least you acknowledge it and right. you know it. And it's like, that's I think it's easier with weight than it is hair. Because think about what if you're like this gorgeous dude your whole life and then right. 27 rolls around and it's like coming out. Yeah, those are, I mean, like it's always interesting to see the, the hot guys from high school. How do you deal? And then they're like not the hot guys at 30. Well, do you yeah. remember the LA show? Yes. That, that guy had a full head of hair though. So for the listeners at home, we did a dating app profile and this good looking guy who might be listening right now. Mm-hmm. He comes on stage and we start talking to him, doing like right. a pre-interview. And I remember saying, okay, man. Uh, I go, first of all, he had hats on in every single one of his pictures and he was wearing a hat on on stage, remember? Yes. And I remember going, okay, man, the first thing's first, that hat. Yeah, what's up with the hat? You got to take off the hat. And you could hear the women all like... The, the energy, take off the hat. Yeah. But the energy in the room totally changed because as he's, and he, remember he took it off really slow and he goes to take off the hat and you could just feel, and at that moment I'm going, oh my God, what if he has like the horseshoe head hair? Like I'm going to have to like, I remember thinking right. to myself like, we're going to have to like figure out a way to make people laugh at this and not be sad because it's right. a live so, show. Right, in case it's like, you know. But as he's taking off, you could just feel it was like slow motion to me. I don't know how it felt to you, mm-hmm. but I remember like the whole crowd was like, like you could feel he, like, quickly cl- took it off and then put it back on. Yeah, and it was a collective like sigh of relief that he wasn't bald. Right, because it would have been weird. Because it would have been weird. Because it's like, and and it only would have been weird because he had the hat on. If he had just come on stage and been a balder balding guy, we all would have went. He that's what he right. looks like. Yeah, but he had a great head of hair. I know, but I'm saying for this person who's, she's kind of apologizing. She's like, I'm not attracted anymore because he wore the hat. It does sound like a cop out. It does sound like she's trying to make herself sound like not a bad person, but she's right. The idea, because I heard it in that crowd, the crowd being like, (gasps) like they wouldn't have done that if he had just come on with no hat on. Yeah, I think the balding in itself is like fine. Like, I mean, obviously, like it's up to your own personal fit, like preference about like what people you're attracted to and what people you're not attracted to. Everyone's someone's foot. I do think though that if it went well and you actually did have a really good time, yeah, 
that you should go out with him again. Yeah. I think that like just because someone has an insecurity doesn't make them like a bad person. Maybe it's like a little bit of a turnoff to you, but you could find if you did really hit it off. And that's one thing. I mean, like people sometimes like sometimes you go on a date and you have like a really bad like pimple and you like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like I get that that's not quite as permanent, but it's kind of I think like we can, I wouldn't write someone off immediately because they have an insecurity. So maybe sometimes that makes them a little more grounded, a little less mm-hmm. cocky. And like, I think that that's fine. I think, I, I think that a lot of the times we're quick to dismiss people just because they don't fit this exact prescription of who we think we should be with because they don't check up all the lists. I totally and like we agree. wind up losing out on people who we could be a really good match with. It, I totally agree. And I also think nobody's turning down someone for their insecurity. People turn down people for the ways they deal with their insecurities. Right. So if this guy, you know, like if a short dude is an asshole, has Napoleon complex, you don't want to be out with the short dude. Right. But if the dude who's balding wears a hat is on the list of things of ways to deal with an insecurity. Isn't that the nicest way to deal with it? Isn't that like the best case scenario instead of him coming on the date and being like some douchebag macho asshole and, you know, to deal with his lack of hair? So, like, I'm with you. I'm, I, I think give him another chance if you had fun because there's really, like, like yeah. on the list of things. A, a, phys- a, a slight physical thing. Like, again, like, I can, you can't tell anyone who to be attracted to, who not to be attracted to if you're turned off by, like, I, th- I think if you're turned off by bald men, you just really don't like them, which are guys who without a full head of hair, that's, like, your thing. That's totally fine. But I think if like otherwise you had a great connection and that's not you and you just happen to be kind of turned off by it. To me, that seems like to me, that seems like you're looking for someone who fits a very specific ideal, which might not exist. It's or, a ghost you've created. Yeah. You've, you've invented something that's not out there. Yeah. Right. Or yeah, you're creating like a I, for, for me, it'd be more about the values that that you had, the conversation that you had. Did it flow? Because sure. I, I think you can get over that kind of thing. And like, I think that a lot of the times there are a lot of women who wind up like they're older and they're single and they don't want to be and they don't. And, and all those guys that they passed up because they like had, you know, they were a little balding or they had some bacne or something like that. Those guys are like happily married to Back some girl. <laughs> I'm saying those guys are happily married to some girl who like saw through that and like sure. those are great, great guys. And then you kind of like because you had your whole checklist wind up Listen, a little more alone. Larry David has done a lot for this community. <laughs> he has really helped the bald community. Listen, Larry David, I do have to say, is like the least sexy man alive, I think personally <laughs> really there's something like i feel like there's nothing sexual about any but part of his essence he's great i think he's hysterical <laughs> but i just find him to be like that's the beauty of, <laughs> of of living on this earth is there's another woman who's going that's sex to me yeah look at uh what is it like vin diesel vin diesel is what he, about is he bald yeah he's bald but he's like that seems like more of a decision what? Right. It was well, more so, of a some thought guys, out. Some guys can make it into more of a, it can see more of a decision, but everyone learns to deal with their own insecurities in their own way yeah, eventually. If, if I lost this beautiful mane of hair. I like a guy with a little insecurity, personally. Yeah. I find it's like. Healthy. It's healthy. I don't need a guy who thinks he's the greatest at everything and doesn't feel like he can be better at anything, whether that's physically, emotionally, whatever. Like. I think someone who thinks they have no physical flaws is probably not someone that I mean, I'm going to get along with. Is that with. person even out there? Like everyone, <laughs> watch an episode of The Bachelor. No one on that show thinks that like right. that they're okay. 
Yeah. You know, like they all come on with a story of like, did you see the story of the girl on The Bachelor that she said that she ate lunch at, uh, alone every day? I, I There's a girl that was on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. She's on the date and she's like, and I ate alone in the in the cafeteria every day. And then they found her yearbook and she was valid. Or she was like the like she's most prom popular queen. prom queen. Yeah, it was like something like that. Like, And you're like. All right, everyone in their own. I, I don't believe that she like actively lied. I do think she, in her mind, like one day, like her friends were out of town. Exactly, <laughs> and and she's blown that up to like you don't know what it was like to be me. Right. I had you know I think most people think that there's something that they're the underdog because it's more fun to think you're the underdog. Right. It's better when there's actually something that is like clear that you're not amazing at. So most people are easier to relate to. Yeah. I mean, so you'd give this guy another chance. I would. Yeah. I mean, if I was attracted to him otherwise, and I had felt like the conversation went well, I would give him another chance. And his name was Mr. Wonderful, and he's on Shark Tank <laughs> every Sunday night. <laughs> another sexy bald man. A, totally. He looks good. Yeah, for an older guy. I mean, but also, be... eventually, they all lose their he, hair. And he ages into it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They all, pretty much, I mean, not everyone. Not I think my family. Your dad still had a hair? Grandpa? My dad's still grandpa. Both, both sides. Huh. We've been very lucky. Wow. I guess the... Lived a charmed life. Watch tomorrow, I'll wake up and I'll just be like, what? What? <laughs> the curse has been The bad. curse has been broken. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like- <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'd give him another chance. Let's do some Red Flag or Deal Breakers. Let's play some games. Here's my Red Flag or Deal Breaker. He accidentally calls you Mom. The delivery along the lines of quiet and defeated. For example, trying to cut off your mom from bragging about you, about you annoyed with something she's doing, etc. The long, drawn-out, mom. The ba- so the, here's the backstory. Her boyfriend and her are on her second annual tropical vacation. Second annual. That's great. <laughs> We've been together two years. And um, for the second annual, <laughs> do they make t-shirts? <laughs> We're now in Second some- annual beach bash. We're now in some bumfuck nowhere island, so roads and directions are sketchy. We're driving around on the dirt roads, and we unexpectedly get to a dead end. Presum- okay, can I say something about this person that wrote this in? Yeah. They're a little much. I could I could sense okay. that. Okay, backstory, if interested. Yeah, we're interested. Okay, you wrote a fucked up sentence the first time, and then my boyfriend and I are in their second annual tropical vacation. No one understands what you're if, talking about. If you yeah. say that to anyone, they hate you, first of all. Then she goes, we're in some bumfuck nowhere island. Uh, Puerto Rico. What? <laughs> <laughs> it says Puerto Rico. Um, and they we, have a major airport. Yeah. We unexpectedly get to a dead end. Uh, presumably my fault since he was driving and I was on navigation, but my phone literally said there was a, there was a road there. We're sitting, I believe everything about that story, that she got lost on this thing yes. based on the way it's written. We're sitting in the road, rejigging Google Maps, and my coordination was just not fast enough for his liking. Annoyed, he exhales, Mom... I guess am I saying it right? As he reaches for his phone for the phone to do it himself. Mom I would think it's like that. Like that? It's a weird way to okay. He said we've been together around five years. This is the first he apologized and said he's gotten lost with his mom a bunch of times. What do you make of that? Not sure how to take it. Thought you might enjoy love to hear your thoughts. So, um So she's like is, is so it, she's trying to get the navigation done, and he goes, Mom! Like that? I guess. It'd be weird to end a five-year relationship over this. Right. I guess it's more like, 
that's his trigger. I guess um, it wouldn't be a mistake to me. Like, I, I feel like I... You think he did it on purpose? Yeah, I would think he did this to fuck with you. Like, oh, you're acting like my fucking mom. Like, that's how I would have said right. it. Because this doesn't feel... It feels... Doesn't that feel, makes sense why he's dating you. Yeah. <laughs> this guy probably also has a mom who doesn't shut the fuck yeah, up. and talks about backwards islands. Right. And like Aruba has an international airport. Yeah. I, I just... Uh, it doesn't seem like a slip. Like... Calling your teacher mom is a slip. slip right. Because you, you're like, mom, oh, no, oh, no, you do it quick. So you think this is more like a get off my back, mom. The elongated of right. ness of it makes me feel like it's a dig to like be like, you're acting like my mom, especially since you've been together five years. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like to me. feels like to me, too. If someone called you, if Mike was like, Ugh, you're acting so much like your mom. My mom. Yeah, would you be that mad? That would be more insulting than his mom. <laughs> because I know what that would mean. Yeah. It would mean I was acting like a lunatic. Okay. Um, <laughs> what would you, how offended would you be? Um, I'd be, if I was acting like his mom, I would be less offended. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was acting like my mom, I would be like, that would be like a little triggering for me. Yeah. He knew, but he, that, yeah. he knows that. He's doing right. that to get at you. Yeah, I mean, that would be like, we would have to work on that style of communication. <laughs> what if We're heading to therapy. Would have just said that. That I was acting like my mom? Or your dad, I guess. Or, or your I wouldn't mom. care. Either I'd be like, yeah. What about her mom? If I, she was like, or you're her acting dad. Like, you're, she's like, you're acting like my dad. I'd be like, are you okay? What's wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> like, I, I, it would just be, it would be weird... Right. I guess it all depends on like the way that they think of their mom. I guess so. Yeah. I I, I guess I also, if I was told I was acting like my dad, I would be like, yeah, yeah, we're very much alike. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I wouldn't take offense I to do any feel of them. Like people try to date people that either are the exact same or the complete opposite of their parents. Yeah. There's no in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So you're either looking for someone just like your mom and dad or someone who is nothing like your mom or dad. And you can always see it. Yeah. Like, especially like they're talking about vacations. If you ever see a family on vacation mm-hmm. and then you see like the daughter-in-law, you're like, oh my God, this guy's fucking his mom. Basically. You know, yeah. like you gotta see it. So you're fine with it. Yeah, I'm okay. I think it would, we'd have to, it'd be a red flag. Has and uses a handicapped parking label on their car, even though there's nothing wrong with them. This is one of those like curb your enthusiasm type. I know. This things. is a deal breaker. Yeah, I think if they did it once, it was like a real emergency. But even to have it in case right. of emergency, like, why do they have it? Why are they walking around with it? Like, oh no, it's just in case. Like, you are an evil fucking person if you, it's even crossing your mind. It's it's one thing if you're like to what me. If they they get to the place, parking's. It's gonna take like twenty minutes to walk there. There's like thirty. There's thirty open spots. Deal breaker. See, what is, you're okay with it? I'm not okay with it, but like I'll use a handicapped bathroom if no one's using it. Sure. I mean, that's a different story to me. Is it? I wouldn't want to be like in there when someone needed it that needed the handicapped so bathroom. Do you so not use it? I use it. So, but what's and the difference? I, someone might DM me like, you evil. Like, I don't mean to be evil. I feel like everyone uses the handicapped bathroom. I, think no one, I mean, if there was a handicapped person, I obviously wouldn't, wouldn't like, be like, them excuse off. you. Yeah. Like, but I always think that in the handicapped bathroom, if I'm in there taking a dump, 
then it's if I up. saw someone handicapped outside waiting, I would, I would cut it off and get up very quickly. Right. So they're waiting in line like anybody else would wait in line, which is fine. How like, would, how would you, you wait do- for the bathroom line? Okay. For a non-handicapped stall, so right. Well, what if there's a there's an abundance of park of handicapped parking spots? I'm not into that. Okay. It's a different thing to me. One, it is different, but I I do wonder why. I it is. You're right. I never thought about it until now, as those being connected. But it's different. Right. It's you're actively taking. Also, it's different because the bathroom isn't farther away. You know what I mean? Even if there's a line, though. But I'm saying it's gonna be an empty, just gonna be an empty stall. A bathroom's done quickly. It's like everyone waits the same amount of time. You know, so like, you wouldn't be able to tell if someone was waiting for your spot. That's the difference. Yeah. I, I think it would, I think it would be a deal breaker if it happened more than once. It's a deal breaker. Just having the sticker when you don't need it is a deal what breaker. What if it's your grandma's? It's your grandma's car. Uh, I so when I was. Uh, when you board the flight, it goes, it goes. Um, people who need extra time. People who need extra time, mil- service people, first class. Right. Okay. Delta gold medallion kings. Diamond medallion and first class go together. Sorry, sorry. So diamond, I am third not gold. To, sorry. I, am th- I apologize. Please apologize. Bow it's your like head. Not, it's like not, is that how you want your <laughs> wedding invitations to be uh, addressed? Jared, diamond medallion delta member yes so but the extra assistance i was on the plane if i had like a wrinkle i'd be with the extra assistance people like at a certain age if you look like a nana or a papa or grandma grandpa go with the extra assistance people they're not gonna stop you okay so that's why now i'll go in i'll sit down and people will board after me and i'll see like a little old woman boarding with like general population and i'm like good for her Okay. Like, if you look like a grandma, you walk up for extra assistance, just walk up a little slowly, and they'll let you in. Right. Like, if I was a grandma, the minute I turned 50, I'm, like, done. I'm going with that. Like, everyone who's older should go with that extra assistance group, if they were me. Okay, so this is not the same thing? It doesn't feel like the same thing. It's okay. not like they, they just say extra assistance. So anything could be extra assistance. Yeah, I get forgetful. I need what, extra assistance. What if they're constantly getting like fake doctor's notes to get like s- special shit? I'm not with that. I no. know. I, I don't like where we're going with a lot of that. Like the the with idea the that. Special, the special, what was it? The emotional support animal? Yeah, using, I mean, we're the first generation that did that. Right. Using other people's problems to get ahead. <laughs> like. I, I talk about this on stage. Like I, mm. I do this in a in a bit about like ADD. Like all of a sudden, everyone had ADD the minute they found out you got untimed SATs. Right, and really the thing is that that's a class thing too, because the rich get, people get tested because it's expensive. And yeah, and the rich people get doctors' notes because they know doctors. Because they know doctors. Yeah, I never thought of it. You're right. It's so, like it's yeah. That's a that's a very Malcolm Gladwellian. <laughs> thing like the you grow up around doctors you get more doctor's notes right yeah most of the people who really need it with no money you're not getting it sure probably i would uh, i would agree well, not with even that. thinking about it because they're not as entitled yeah there's no doctor <laughs> looking at them going hey take a note take a note right take the extra time in the sats right. why not and, t- and say hello to your mother for me yeah <laughs> well like you think of those like we talked a few weeks ago about you know the uh the people whose parents paid for them to get into you know like the aunt becky 
Yeah. Like, for people to go, oh, these kids getting paid. If your family got you, you know, extra time, extra on time the in the SATs, you're doing the. Right. You would have done it if you had a hundred grand. Right. That's probably true because, like, you're you know, if you had the money, you, you'd probably do it. You had the ability to get yeah, the note. You, and you, you, did it. you The problem was you didn't have enough money. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Trash. <Right. laughs> you ever watch Succession? Uh, no, I heard it's great. One though. of the guys like something about he's like it's okay. I'm gonna like inherit like five million dollars from my grandfather. He goes five million dollars. It's like the that's like the worst poor. That's like the the worst wealthy person ever. It's like you're the <laughs> poorest wealthy man. If you or I, something like my <laughs> my favorite line is always if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Also true. All right. Um, they asked to reschedule the first day because they have lice. It's a deal breaker. How do you have lice? Maybe they work with kids. Uh-uh. Out? Not gonna... No. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Gabagoo. Okay. Are you in? Say, sorry, I got lice. I got... We're gonna have to I do another... I would have preferred the person just omit that, get rid of their lice, and then tell me, like, years later. This is last episode. You gotta be specific. <laughs> five episodes... Five... Five p.m. Hey, I gotta cancel. I got a thing. What's the thing? <laughs> Uh, lice you'd be like I would think they're lying I would say like I had a family emergency what's something. the emergency I have li- lice, lice. Small everyone's cre- lice a small creature is eating my scalp <laughs> grandpa Joe in the oh bed with all the grandparents I had lice a lot as a kid actually. a lot yeah I had it like two or three times I have a lot how of siblings it, is that how it happens with it a lot of siblings it spread with like with like I don't know school and like siblings and things like that i don't know mm. it's like very contagious that's why they send you home you never yeah, shave the head now you're bald i think you boys are less issues. likely to have it there's less to like well there's less hair yeah easier to get rid of yeah i had lice a bunch my sisters had lice a bunch We're, i come from i come from the uh <laughs> squalor <laughs> squalor the uh what are the trash pail kids yeah <laughs> boxcar children yeah that's what it is <laughs> trash pail kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i'm gonna start calling my kids when i have kids, trash pal kids. Yeah, get in there trash pal kids uh, okay we anyway again that's our show that's a hard day's work a hard day now we, i can go home we earned our tuition we earned our admission to usc that's right <laughs> we'll be back next episode bye you up is hosted by jared freed and jordana abraham our editor is sean kilby Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at at UUPpod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.